What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guest is my longtime friend, uh, artist, painter, builder, designer, uh, Nico Burke. He came up to the pad and uh, sat down with me to record an episode. First time I haven't done one on Skype in a long time. It's all these episodes. Most of the artists are out of town, so it's it's nice to have someone just sit down and be able to shoot the shit here live in person. Makes for a little different kind of dynamic. I don't think... Crystal's here. You want to say hi, Crystal? Hi. She's sitting here listening to me talk to myself. It's very strange. Um, I don't think... I think since I've done three episodes, like back to back to back, I don't have any rants to do at the beginning of this thing. I'm pretty sure if I did one, it would maybe repetitive from the last two episodes. So let's just jump right into this thing. Um, as always, make sure you go check out MikeMaxwellArt.com. Click on the blog. You'll get all the information about the artists in there. You can also click on the podcast right from MikeMaxwellArt.com as well. You get a list of the artists that have been on the show and some information about what we talked about in each episode. And you can also click the um, iTunes link there as well to go and subscribe and uh, rate and do all those fucking fun things on iTunes that you're supposed to go do. Somebody leave a comment. If you listen to this episode and you haven't left a comment on iTunes, I urge you to go do so. Um, it seemingly doesn't matter, though, because it, I was just looking at the at the iTunes list today, and there's a bunch of podcasts that barely have any comments or ratings, and they still have numbers a little higher than mine. Not that it's competition, right? Right. Right. It's not a competition, just in terms of looking at where the numbers are at, see how many people are listening and, and what have you. So go do that I, because I think that it means something, but uh, judging on how, how it looks out there, I don't know if it does. So do it if you feel like it. And also on the website over there, you can donate to the podcast if you feel so inclined. Throw a couple uh, dime pieces our way. It's helpful. We're poor. No, I'll take that out. Or maybe I'll leave it in. I don't know. All right. So with all that said, is there anything, Crystal, is there anything else I need to plug? My dog's here too. Pete's here. He wanted to growl and bark, but he didn't. Is there anything else? Okay, let's just get right into this. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Nico Burke. Alright, I'm just going to check and see that we're on a fairly decent level. How can you tell? you see by the, the thing right there? Yeah, see if it gets low. Like, see, my loud-ass voice is, like, boisterous. And then what's mine? What a comparison? Right there. Super low or... Yeah. So I need to move closer to that fucking thing or what? Yeah, I can move it closer to you. As long as it's balanced between the two, you should be fine, right? Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do this fucking thing. (laughs) All right, right, man. Thank you very much for for coming over and and sitting down and recording this thing with me. Definitely. Thank you for having me. It's weird to sit here and record an interview <laughs> with you, right? Like that's yeah, a little odd. Well, just to like, it's funny to even start to begin to ask questions that I may already have like similar, like I already know the answers to. Yeah, like that's what's always weird about doing some of these interviews is, like, you kind of figure out you know you have certain questions that come up in talking, but like to get started, you kind of got to be like, oh, here's a question that pussyfoot around. For yeah, but to I, out. at the same time, 
I don't like these things to be like like a fucking uh, you know like a question and answer right, sort yes of or no fucking yeah because well even like like the typical artist interviews where they're asked like like I'll ask stereotypical questions but try to get it a, a little different answer you know right. like but um, so starting stereotypically uh, I've known you for over a decade yeah. how long has it been let me I'm trying to think we're talking about 98. Yeah, 97, 98. Yeah. Probably beginning, middle, 97. Then well, you're, so, over, yeah, well over a decade yeah, yeah, then by now. Um, and I've known you from San Diego, but did you didn't grow up in San Diego. Did, did you grow up in San Diego? Am yeah. I, I grew up in... Uh, but your parents are from somewhere else? My mom was born in Morocco. My father was born in Guam. And my grandmother lived here. And that's where I grew up in Golden Hills, California, or San Diego here. Yeah. And um, in Golden Hills forever. Then my parents moved to La Mesa after this, like, gnarly... I lived in the hood in the 80s. GH in the 80s was really fucked up. So there was, like, a raping and a murder um, behind my house in the alleys. My parents moved out to the suburb La Mesa. And then we lived out in La Mesa for a long time. And then my mom got frustrated um, with the housing costs and shit like that, not being able to fucking buy a house even though she made like fucking 80 grand a year you know and yeah. uh so she moved back to the east coast where her family the whole Sonneson side of the family my mom's side of the family lives in florida maine uh north carolina and long island city so she wanted to be closer to her family so they moved there and do i me, stayed here give me a solid let's move that chair a little bit off so the it's wall not squeaking there. yeah oh, let's go and she'll pick that up well, hopefully, not too much of it. It's not like I'm standing here jerking off. So, <laughs> so is it is it safe to say? I know uh, from knowing you that you were involved in skateboarding really early. Is that was that sort of your introduction into making art? Like uh, I know for a oh, lot of a lot of Southern California kids that grew up, you know, like seeing skateboard graphics and like T-shirt designs and shit. Like that was. Like, you know, the ads in the in the magazines that we got at, like, 12 and shit. Oh, yeah, definitely skateboarding a huge part in what I'm, started me off on all my stuff. Uh, the skateboarding, like, started in the 80s with me. Me and these two twins from Golden Hills, Jamil and Jamal. And uh, started skating around and seeing, like, all this, like, you know, as soon as you get on a skateboard, you're, like, you get off your block. You start to find these little spots you want to go skate. You go to the school, so you're, like traveling outside of your neighborhood and you're like confines and you start seeing gang graffiti and stuff so i was like what the fuck is that shit you know and, uh, right so that got me on drawing because my mom was always really into drawing and uh then the skateboarding from going spot to spot i kind of figured out through trial and error like oh we're skating this spot if i catch a tag on this and you know then it'll be like in a magazine when the pro skater does a trick down the fucking thing yeah, so i started right. doing it that way and uh like, catching little stupid toy tags on shit, and I'd see in a magazine, you know, like, somebody doing some awesome fucking trick down a stair step, and my tag will be in the picture. So then, that kind of evolved to that. <clears throat> well, what was that, conne- what was that weird connection then? Like, because obviously there was, the like, the, the gang graffiti that's, like, because I, you know, I spent a lot of my youth in, like, Lemon Grove, Lamita yeah, Village yeah. area, so, like, the graffiti that were that was being seen there is, like, like gangster cholo yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. shit, totally which different. I found you know just as entertaining or just as like <laughs> I liked it. I was like, I knew it had a bad connotation. Like it was, it was like had some sort of gang reference. Like it seemed violent, yeah. like a violent act. 
but I noticed the artistic yeah, use of letters. Yeah, definitely. Like they had their own. You know, that was their that was their shit. I don't know. It was it was really attractive to me because it was like delinquent and you know like being a skateboarder when I was young. That was like a delinquent act. It wasn't cool. It's not. There was no fucking internet or like X Games or you know like any of that shit at all. It was like. You're fucking hated by the masses because you ride a skateboard and you're fucking odd and you like listening to punk music and you're poor or whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. And the only thing that fucking hooks you up with other people is because you're riding around on this fucking wood toy and meeting other degenerates that are out and about on the street <laughs> and they're riding skateboards or they're fucking whatever, you know, like, I don't know what they're doing, doing graffiti or uh, just people in the streets, I guess, more or less. Did so. you recognize a moment where, like, there was a difference between some forms of graffiti and then, yes. like, the gangster shit? Definitely, Do you remember a definitely. moment? Yeah, I remember the exact moment. It was, uh, it was probably, like, 91. I was in New York, and I fucking, like, all I saw here was West Coast graffiti, and I'd never seen a piece before. I'd never seen, like, you know, like, fucking strategic, like, graffiti piece. Right. And we were at Seaport Village in Manhattan, and, um... The fucking oh somebody texted me. There was a there was this we we're walking down the block and I saw this like big fucking mural like graffiti like stereotypical like like you might like see it on a cover of like Wild Star or some shit like, yeah. like people standing in front of like yo you know like and I was like what the fuck is that that's amazing so because uh, all the stuff I saw here was like throw ups and fucking you know like out here everything looks all like more or less like graffiti like like fucking. Like, cholo, like, gangster, you know what I mean? Really sharp, hard edges, like, callig calligraphy almost. And over there, everything's, like, round and bubbly and fucking bar panel style shit. And, there's like, <laughs> yeah. and it's, like, related with, like, hip-hop and b-boy shit. Like, I didn't see that here and didn't know anything about it either. So, it's like, like, really intriguing, you know? So, like, me, once I fucking get intrigued by something, I don't want to, like, tear it apart until I fucking understand it completely. Yeah. And so, that's when I realized, like, oh, I know this is gang stuff. But the, you know, the, the application of it's the same medium, which is spray paint, you know, and, and, uh, but just two different styles of it. One was representing a fucking, a gang or a territory or turf where I lived in the hood. And the other one was like representing this like whole subculture, which I learned about later that was, cause I knew about rap cause it was like rap, but on the West coast it's like gang graffiti, you know, like gangster rap shit. Yeah. And over there that shit like represent like hip hop. And I was like, what the fuck's the difference? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's two different, same application, same media representing something, but representing two complete opposites. Yeah. Very Lots opposite. Of cholo, like gang turf, you know, stay the fuck out of here. We're selling drugs or yeah. banging on you or whatever. And the other one's representing a way larger picture of, I don't know, hip-hop music, I guess. Yeah, so. Or even, like, the idea of, of a graffiti writer getting up. Like, they're trying to get as many places in as many spots as possible. Whereas, like, a gang has a block where it's like, that's it. we're protecting this block right <laughs> here because this is where we sell crack at. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. And mine was, my the first shit that I ever saw spray-painted was in uh, Grant Hills Park in Sherman Heights. And it was on the bathroom. And nobody fucking buffed this thing. And I swear to you, it's like... All it said was Sherman in, like, old English letters. <laughs> I didn't even know best. what the fuck old English letters were at the time. When I saw that shit, though, and, like, you walk up the... And this is 80s. This is fucking hood shit. Like, like nowadays, motherfuckers wouldn't even go down there. Like, like this yeah. is, like, Rafa's, like, like banging shit. And I remember that with Rafa's before, been on when, the he was from, when he was ter still termite, well, Grant Hill's Park days. And that was, like, I was running around with this kid Bubba and shit and, like... 
I don't know. It was hood. It was bad. But I remember like walking up that shit and seeing all like just the fucking gang graffiti on the fucking ground and the numbers and shit and Roman numerals. I'm going, what the fuck is this? this is mind blowing. Like, all right, cool. So we're just skating around. We get up to the top of the hill, and, you know, and there's this big fucking green bathroom with this fucking silver letters that went all the way across. And it was just older English that just said Sherman, you know, and I was like, damn, that's fucking beautiful. Man. Yeah, I right. That. So I was hyped. And then. Whatever, like a block away, some kid jacked my skateboard, but uh, <laughs> that was like fucking, probably like I don't even know, fucking eighty nine, maybe, like yeah. a long time ago. But so, what do you think? What do you think that <clears throat> rebellion is? I know for for my own personal story and from like from talking to other people, it seems like kids that come out of like a forced religious background have this really uh, very true are more apt to be rebellious against authority figures. Oh, I hate those motherfuckers so much, dude. Oh right? And it's like, I, I, can't, I can't quite figure out exactly what it is, but there's something in that idea of deciding that some weird force doesn't have authority over you. Yeah. That becomes so this freeing... Yeah, that becomes this freeing thing. And what a lot of people don't realize about, about graffiti is that it's this, like pure fucking like wild west cowboy like i'm just gonna do what the fuck i want to do at this exact moment and although there's a destructive nature to that there's also something that's beautiful about that like a a total free a total a total freedom that's that's telling the typical laws of society to go fuck themselves yeah well it's not i mean yeah definitely religious background wow that's a fucking ramming through the loop there Cause my my dad is a fucking uh, my dad is a son of a preacher man. He's extremely religious. See, and it's it's typically the hyper extremist in uh, any particular whatever it is, right? Uh, that are able to produce. I I always say that um, the first step to producing an atheist is to raise somebody Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's like the that's. Pretty, the, I mean, to get there, enough you, guilt involved. That's for sure. That's the first step. Either they become <laughs> hyper fucking Catholic, or they become fucking hyper atheist. True. You know. Or you, you know I mean, that's the breeding ground. That's, you, that's that's like the the fork in the road. You make that decision when you when you raise your children in such a way. But just, I see it. Yeah. You see it in like Jewish families that are like hyper, fucking strict and you know, Brooklyn traditional. Yeah, for sure. It produces a lot of fucking rebellious kids. So, or animosity towards like fucking not being able to do other things that other kids got to do when they were growing up. You know, like. Yeah, that's They're true, like, well, too. fuck this. Now that I'm a grown-up, I don't have to fucking abide to that bullshit. Yeah. You know? Like some religious confines where they can't be themselves. And then they learn that it's a bunch of bullshit. And that, like, right. it's to t- teach people to fear and not fucking, like, to abide, you know? To, like, to fucking obey and listen to other people's shit and, like, be the strategic little Christian or Jewish person or, or Catholic or whatever religious thing yeah it could be anything it's kind of fucked up man you know and that's what's so interesting about graffiti is like that that ability to say oh society says that i can't put up this little (laughs) this little mark the rest of the rest of these billboards can be paid for by big corporations and that's okay we let that shit slide you know people put up their signs and do certain things we let that that shit slide it's so unfortunate so badly but it's almost it's, it's almost necessary for shit. it to have that almost that connotation. Like it's almost like if it was accepted more, like it wouldn't hold the same power in terms of its 
Well, if people didn't give them the fucking power to or abide to their shit, then maybe it wouldn't, you know? Yeah, if everybody was the type that would be willing to write a fucking, even a message on a fucking a billboard somewhere or on a, a street sign. Yeah. Like, well, just an opinion. I heard even. that, like, like all this, like, free wall Los Angeles stuff recently that my homie Tanner's, like, involved with, with, with uh, a few other cats. And I guess back in, like, way back when, I don't even know the fucking dates, whatever, if I'm right or whatever, but uh, L.A. was, like, a pinnacle of a place for people to go see legal fucking free murals like all over the place like just fucking murals like badass murals done by artists and uh coca-cola wanted to put up a big fucking mural like for a business thing but yeah and los angeles was like no fucking way like it, we don't show any of that shit like and it was like those people that were in charge at the time said no we don't want this place to be you know billboard city or whatever or fucking advertisements and you know and then look at it now it's like yeah Right people in the right spot with the amount of money or bribed or whatever, and now you can, like fucking get like epileptic attack or seizure. <laughs> yeah. Driving down the fucking freeway with the lights flashing at you to say Coca Cola or get liposuction or whiten your teeth or get a fucking tan or buy a Mini Cooper, fucking. Yeah. And that's all in like a block, you know. Or watch this movie or you know like. Have you seen those this. guys that uh, that do the hand painting the whole sides of buildings? The, the, it was like a, an that old a, billboard style. Yeah, I mean that, that's like there's art to that though, right? You know? Yeah, no, no doubt. There's it's all hand art to it, but That's like more like the kind of because I love sign painting and there's art to that. But when I think of sign painting, I think of like the old dude that's like smells like vodka and fucking <laughs> drives a shitty van. It's like white overalls, paint, and he's like out there and he's getting gets a free haircut and he's doing the front shop of like a barber shop. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like. I don't see that shit anymore. You don't see those sign painters anymore. I don't even think that's fucking art anymore. If they teach it, it's like... You only see it in the Mexican Watered down fucking... Yeah, but that's like them trying to fucking just make a fucking sign for themselves, which is cool. I'm down for Like, pretty cool. But I'm, I'm talking about like the... You're talking about like the guys on ropes on the side of a fucking building, like... Yeah. Painting the name of the business on that yeah. fucking side of, and on a brick side at that. Well, not even that. No, not even that. Like they'll do ads, like full on, oh, like sh- like a Coca Cola ad, like paint the entire ad. Wow. See, yeah. That, okay, I'll give them to that. If they're doing that, that's awesome. I'll have to find. I'll try to find the YouTube and put it in the in the blog. The, those dudes are amazing. But I mean, I say it's. I can't imagine that anybody still does it. <laughs> yeah, like, but they were doing it in L.A. for a while. So maybe that's what reminded me. Like, maybe it's one of those things where they're the, still... The last one I saw was that one downtown on the side of that fucking wish-washy-ass whatever. I won't name names. The douche club on the top of a hotel. <laughs> There's douche and, uh, clubs in L.A.? No way. No, in Los I mean, I'm sorry, in, in downtown SD here. Oh, in San Diego, yeah. too? There's douche clubs in San Diego? No <laughs> yeah, way. a lot. But, um... They had sign painted <laughs> and made it look old and painted it on a brick side. They had, like, the painters, like, on scaffolding, like, painting this, like, perfectly, like, a line and perfect kerning and everything was all nice on it, you know? And it was, like, really, like, Milton Glaser style of fucking layout, you know? Like, with the all letters and... I don't know, it was cool, but... <laughs> too bad it's on the side and it's for some bullshit, like, fucking vanity Southern California douchebag spot, you know, where you yeah. try and roll into a spot and have a sandwich and a fucking gin and tonic costs you sixty bucks and they won't let you in because you're wearing Levi's and Chucks, you know. We uh, I went to the W uh, in Atlanta and they That's had another shithole. They had this fucking club upstairs, <laughs> oh my God. but I was there with Rogan, so like 
And, you know, to be honest, like, the crew that we were with, we were just had been at the UFC for fucking six hours, so... They're all nice and drunk, fucking feeling good? Yeah, but we were like, <laughs> we were haggard, dude. It, oh. was, it was like two in the morning. We, you know, we were in bad shape. We did not have the, the look of people going to the fancy oh, fucking yeah, fucking club. shiny shoes and fucking... But it's kind of nice to be able to just tell them to go fuck themselves, because, like, yeah, they had, you're like, there, the You're BFP, there for, like, a dude. reason, and I'm yeah. fucking there for, like... Out of conveniences across the street from where I'm at. It's doing so something. strange how celebrity mm-hmm. and a little bit of extra zeros in the bank can totally <laughs> change people's perception of you. Yeah, right. Well, Completely different. <laughs> true, very true. But I mean, I guess that's what fame, and I guess you give up a lot of your own personal things on top of being that way too, though. So. I'm an asshole. I didn't record the backup on this like a dick. So this computer had better fucking stay on board with us today. So this is how. This is us recording. That's our voices, basically. So now yeah. our energy's trapped in your little fucking looky box here. Forever into the interwebs. <laughs> forever and ever and ever. That's it. So Weird. long after I'm gone, there'll be audio of me here still. Yeah. Fucking pretty cool, man. It's fucking very strange. That's what we were talking about, like, you know, how a lot of artists will, are, you know, when you start making things, it's this idea of, oh, shit, my stuff is going to survive past me forever, Fuck like, for no. a long time. Ooh. But the reality is, is that we're still making materials out of things that will eventually fucking yeah. fade away and die. True. But there's something about having your stuff turned into this digital format well, that makes it seem like it's up in the fucking atmosphere <laughs> somehow, somewhere. Like Ghost in the Machine right there. Nico. Yeah. Just taking a hold of the <laughs> And we usually do the videos on Skype. And we, I was just thinking how fucking, like, much privacy fucking issues come with that. Like, all of a sudden, Skype's like, what did he just say? Uh, he we says got the president's yeah, name. Uh, Boom! Camera turns on and it, the microphone turns on. True. I, like, I thought they could already do that with all that shit. With your cell phone. Are you talking about, like, just people just tapping in and fucking peeping Yeah, out? whoever. Or, you know, whoever felt like they needed to do that. I mean, I don't have, you know, it wouldn't be that great of a I've show. I've seen movies. I've seen a Bruce Willis movie. Yeah. They did that on it, actually. <laughs> I was like, man, Bruce Willis is a cool dude. This movie is whack. I think it was Die Hard 10 or Die something. <laughs> Bruce Willis is a cool dude? Still? No, I don't know. Like, whatever. It seems like a cool guy. I remember when they opened up that Hard Rock downtown in downtown San Diego. Planet, Planet, no, it was called Planet something. Planet Hollywood, I'm sorry. Oh, That's what it is. Planet so Hollywood. bad. In the worst fucking mall in the world. Dude, and they had like the whole like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, fucking Stallone and shit were down there. And there was like a big fucking crowd. Like in They had like... Uh, like booth seat, like like a basketball court, like the seating that came down, fucking packed with people. People can look at the famous people, dude. It was so fucking scary. Look at the circus animals, everybody smiling. And shit was there. Is it still there? No, it's like fucking Sam Goody or something now, and it's like an abandoned. They do like a what's that? Is that Horton Plaza? Thread. They, I think they do thread there. That upstairs spot. Uh, I don't know. Like some like it's really bad fashion, really bad fashion show. Exist shows there, but that's cool. Yeah, this is awesome, but. Yeah, it's like this big ruined spot, and people that think they know have like a lot of feathers and stuff in people's hair. And, like, I've asked you know. Exist to come on the show too. He He's hasn't busy. done it, but we're gonna paint. We're gonna paint um, sometime soon. Nice. I haven't painted anything outside for a while. <laughs> I'm, I'm itching. I get to paint next weekend. It's a, gonna be pretty cool. I, I don't want to say the name because it's so toy, but it's pretty cool. I'm gonna paint like for. A guy that makes money off of like pimping out fucking graffiti stuff. So pimping, yeah, he's pimping me, but he's paying me so I can pay my fucking rent. Uh, you know, yeah, or I can just better myself for a little while. 
That's it. It's, it's a whore game out there, isn't it? I'm a fucking slut, dude. Jesus Christ. So, um, yeah, but it works. It's going to be cool. Paint some. I told him, I was like, no no restrictions on what I paint, though. If I do a fucking Nico piece, that's what he's going to get. You know what I mean? I'm that's, not going to uh, paint their fucking name of their company, you know? So. I, I have to do a sketch <laughs> for my next outdoor situation. And it makes me so bummed. I, I considered um, just taking, like, one of my paintings that I've already done. And like clipping out something yeah, and, then and just, just putting Photoshop it. Like, it'll Dude, that like works that. like that. Exactly. Just say it's kind of in the confounds of, of like ballpark region of this. It's going to look like this. This is definitely going to be, it might just be like playfully like moved oh, right. around. I mean, depending <laughs> yeah. on like, like the fucking heat, like what you ate, if you're tired, you have enough caffeine or yeah. your high levels are low or whatever, right. you know, your white shrimp and fucking <laughs> <laughs> shrimp and white wine levels are high enough for you. You'll be good. But, uh. So when, like... Plotting so, pieces out is so lame. That's fucking, like, the worst shit on the planet. I hated that, dude. Like, like, oh, what are you going to paint on my building? Well, you asked me to paint. You obviously see my stuff. Well, I want to see what you're going to paint on the side of my piece. Like, you know, like, well, it'll look like that, right? Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll look like this, somewhat. Yeah. It becomes a little bit confining. Yeah. Because it doesn't leave room. Because that that's sort of part of the fun is the the problems and sort of situations that arise while you're working on it like what sort of leaps and bounds you have to make while fucking figuring out the puzzle right yeah like fucking make shit like it's just like the, like how chandu always says like just make shit look cool you know what i mean yeah i love that i love it when he says that it makes so much sense to me yeah like I'm, i don't know if i'm a painter or an artist i just like to create stuff and like i mean just like think about it like the art of making shit look cool like realistically you take a piece of fucking wood or canvas you slap some paint on it kind of got like some kind of little like layout in your head kind of somewhat figured out and then you just kind of fuck with it until it looks cool to you and then you're like done yeah it's like not like i mean you're not going to see any form until you start applying fucking color you know what i mean where the color finishes the form appears or and then you know like i don't know it's like why give me like some restrictions and yeah fuck that Oh no! Like, it happens it, it, even in like when you when people do like get commissions and shit. Like you oh, try to keep it as like as that's like the worst fucking word in my fucking vernacular right there. It's commission. Harsh. It's almost oh. the reason why I got why I decided not to get into tattooing. Like I did, a, I did a full apprenticeship, and I realized it, it was. Time. That's why it looked like it was going to be a world of commissions the well, whole time. Like leave that for the fucking badasses, like Honky Kong and fucking, yeah. you know. Kook well, I mean, dude, guys. I was because they're fucking badass. So. I was twenty years old. You know, that was a long time. Oh, ago. So like ninety-seven till like ninety-eight until two thousand and one when I fucking doing tattoos, and I said, "Fuck this." Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. It's, but much. I mean, you know. Obviously, that that's uh, that's short sighted. Knowing that you know, you see a lot of our friends who are doing all like yeah, cool shit, mostly cool free projects. Fucking all the hash time. bullshit, like really bad traditional tattoos. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, but there's still you know people who are doing custom things. Are yeah, doing commission their... definitely. It's basically somebody telling you what to do. Yeah. Few and far between. Like, the only person I don't see outside of that is fucking. I mean, Adam Hathorn fucking. The baddest motherfucker ever. Like, he just, you know, people just go, this idea, and then he does it, and then it's either yay or nay, and he'll tell you to fuck off either way. Like, and he'll tell you it's a bad tattoo when he's done with it. He'll be like, that's awful. You know? <laughs> so well, he's like fucking great at doing what he does. You he's, know? uh, he's gonna work on my ribs sometime here so in the, this summer. 
You're going to be bummed. It's going to be hot and sticky and you know, fucking painful. I'm getting my foot done at the same time. That's why I'm just throwing my ribs into the fucking, into the fire with the rest <laughs> of it. Right. Just to get it done at the same time and not fucking stress. Right. Not it's going to be fucking. Healing is the worst. Oh. I hate, I fucking hate tattoos. I hate them. You want to see something rad? So my homie, he's like, uh, my buddy John, he just bounced and went to fucking Germany. The night before he went to Germany, not only was he drinking, or not Germany, I'm sorry, not Germany, he was going to China, so he's going to Shanghai for a month to go hang out. So he's like, been busting my chops, he's like, Nico, I want to get one of your little heads, I want to get it tattooed. He's out drinking, and his buddy from Germany who's staying at his house while he's in Shanghai, is tattooing in a tattoo shop over in North Park. So he goes and gets tattooed. One of my heads like this big on his on his arm right here. Nice. So not only are you going to like I don't know if it's a third world country, but it doesn't seem like the seems like a lot of people in a small proximity. The tattoo was getting done there in. The... No, he got it done here, but then right, it's okay, healing. Yeah. You're talking about yeah. healing process. Yes, exactly. His whole yeah. healing process is going to be okay. You've been drinking all night. You got the tattoo, and then a 14 hour flight to Shanghai. Then you get off. Then you go kind of scurry around and somewhat translate and get set up into where you're going to stay for the next month. You know, and then um, yeah, that's risky, dude. <laughs> yeah, so people don't like, realize wow, like that seems like a. It's like kind of it's like rolling around in hepatitis. Not saying they're dirty, but I'm just seeing like like a human count in comparison of, I mean, like think about it. Like so many people touch so much stuff, and like you're gonna come in contact one in airplane, two Shanghai. Like not saying it's dirty or anything, but I just seen like amount population wise, like that's a lot of things being touched all the time. With yeah. Not, I don't think you're walking around with hand sanitizer rubbing it on everything, you know. But no, dude, let's be real. And then, his, <laughs> and then his girlfriend, she got she got a tattoo on her butt cheeks, which made me laugh because she's gonna be sitting on her ass for 14 hours. Oh Christ! So you talk about healing process. And right? the ass is one of the most sensitive places to get tattooed. My favorite place on women, that's for sure. But um, yeah, that's healing. I couldn't even imagine doing that, the, dude. The foot, the last my foot tattoo took a fucking week. To even be able to put a shoe on. Fuck that. That sounds painful. No, there's a kid that I um, that I rolled jujitsu with. That he got a big fucking leg tattoo, and like the third day of healing, the... came in and started rolling jujitsu. Pretty bad with idea with sweat and all rough, that shit involved. Sweat, and... rough, like you know, canvas pants on. Oh. Then the risk of fucking uh, staph infection. Yeah, all the that. risk of ringworm. So comes off of arms and just off human skin and MRSA, yeah, well, all of the above. Yeah, all that shit. Wow, sketchy shit. Really not a good idea to I do I take the that. fuck out of some acidophilus to get that <laughs> fucking immune system up because I, I, I got impetigo, which is a, a form of staph, a, a sort of minor form. On the tattoo? On my face. From what? From rolling with somebody who had the infection. That's crazy. Yeah. It was probably, it was most likely from the um, kids' jujitsu class. I th- actually, when I think about shows. it, uh, I think this this lawyer copyright lawyer cat I know Jesse he uh he talks about he got something on his face too maybe it's the same thing but he worked in in the D or the D public DA or whatever downtown he worked in the court all the time on the second floor felony office where I've been once or twice and uh, <laughs> and the pen that they have they use one pen for every single person that goes through there and they always the lawyers and the, all the DA people and everything like that they say. Always like they'll carry hand sanitizer around after they touch this pen because there's people coming from all walks of life, prison, yeah. you know, all this shit. And he, I guess, from the pen because so many people had touched the pen in there that he got some kind of like virus 
type of thing that's really, or... really fucking popular in prisons, and he got it on his face, and he was telling me how it came from, he was like, I know it came from that fucking pin. Yeah. Because they used one pin for, like, everything. When they're sitting in court, and they're like, the DA's not going to bargain with you, you have to sign this to, you know, your deal or whatever, your <laughs> probation, or, like, you're fucked, you know, basically, thing, you know. He got some kind of face shit. Yeah, it's fucking gnarly, dude. Like, it starts as, like, a little scab. It looks like a spider bite. And, like, a little piece of skin breaks off. And it's like, ah, oh, that's kind of weird. That uh. spider bite will heal. And then, all of a sudden, there's another one. You're like, really? I got bit by another spider again? That's kind of odd. I have scabies or fucking then, some other if you have shit. a beard, like me, all of a sudden, like, it it's... starts to, like, scab over. And I thought it was going to go away. <laughs> so I went and did jujitsu again, but uh, that just hitting the mat, it just ripped right off my face again. Oh. Spread all the way through down to my jaw and like up into my mustache. So when you started just to hurt. Go get like antibiotics or something. Yeah. As soon as I took antibiotics, it's like just thinking about that shit. Dude, it's like, so gnarly. Oh. Ringworm goes around my gym quite often. Well, think about it, dude. You're like sweat, <clears throat> heat, like, like <laughs> I mean, that's. Comes yeah. with it, man. Comes with it. And people's funky ass feet. Yeah, you get like, yeah, people's funky ass feet. You get like fucking like, well, yeah, just, oh, and they're not, you know, they're not washing their whatever, their fucking gloves, their padding, like yeah. fucking, you're kicking like a heavy, heavy, you know, like the, whatever, the big body pillow yep. kicks and shit. Other dudes have been sitting there sweating, kicking it for three hours. And <laughs> yep. It's just fucking sponge of like muck yeah sweat. and it's a perfect environment oh. for it it's all hot and sweaty and juicy uh. in there it's like oh bacteria <laughs> i guess personal training facility would probably be in your best bet if you got some kind of whatever shit going on yeah it's uh it's a fucking gross world but i guess it's like a passion like labor of passion or whatever i if, you're, as you're, long you're, as you're as long as you're clean you're yeah, cool you like if you if you go there and work out like go take a shower stupid yeah it's pretty simple well, but cool. you know, there's things that happen, so there's not much you can do about it. But um, so we've been showing art together for a long time too, like fine art. Besides all this other shit, yeah. uh, was that was that always a passion beforehand? Because it's it's funny what a lot of people don't know about graffiti writers too. They think that it's just like hoodlum kids that go run around and like tag <laughs> on shit. But really, like when they're at home, they're drawing in sketchbooks. Like you're drawing in the sketchbook right now. I it's always funny. just uh, I think yeah. I mean, it's like you can't sit still. You know what I'm saying? Like you constantly got to be creating. So yeah, uh, graffiti but, evolved by fucking. One, being born in a poor household, and that kind of develops destructive habits. But yeah, when you're at home, and you're not being whatever, quote-unquote, fucking bombing so hard, fucking getting up, gee. <laughs> you're practicing. You know, uh, yeah, you're at home. You're like, training your skills. You're sitting there, and you're like, I, I can't not, if I sit down, I can't not, like, I, it's like the biggest addiction to me. If I, if anywhere I go, like, it drives fucking pretty much my mom, my dad, like, Anybody's house that I go to, my friend's house, if they have a pad of paper, a fucking reader, or any of that shit, and a pen, I'll sit there and I'll tag over and over and over and over and over and over. I'll just write my name fucking over and over and over again, like, or just tags, like, just to throw up some fucking, you know, repetitiveness, and then on whatever they have there. It's like I can't sit still. So, yeah, when you're at home and you're like, okay, I don't really want to sit here, and that's just out of boredom when you're out around those people. Right, of course. When you're at your house and you actually have, like, Kind of like, oh, I found this like weird fucked up piece of wood in the yard while I was painting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or and it has like half of a railroad sign on it or something. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, you kind of in like, 
I don't know, around that time, they started to see, like, I saw Dalek stuff, I saw Shep shit. It wasn't mixed medium enough for me, as far as where I take my art, but, like, it definitely showed that I, like, I was, the, then I started to try and do stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like, I painted with a guy named Bosch for a long fucking time, and he was, he had went to art school, and he was a dope graffiti writer, musician, and, uh, you know, all this stuff. He kind of put me up on doing paintings when I was, like, I'd seen him from the time painting with him when I was 15, until I was, like, 17, and then I was at his house on a rainy day, same shit, and we weren't painting a yard or anything, and he was, like, he had his paintings out, and I was, like, fuck is that, you know, like, and he's, like, oh, you should just paint on this, and I was, like, fuck, dude, like, what am I gonna use, I just spray paint and, like, some fucking paint pin shit that he had there and created it, and then it was, like, oh, shit, this is cool, man, I'm into this, like, yeah. I can create just as much of a cool shit on this and actually keep it. In comparison to, like, going back to the yard and looking at something I painted the weekend before and fucking it's dissed or, like, the city buffed it or whatever. So then I got addicted to having, just having them. Like, creating stuff and having them. So, yeah, there was, like, if I was at home and not skateboarding or painting in the yard, definitely creating something out of fucking nothing. I guess that's kind of the connection between skateboarding and making artwork to me. Yeah, that is. making something out of nothing. Like, something that did not exist. Like... I have this skateboard, there's a curb there, I'm gonna do this fucking crooked grind, shove it out or whatever, or, you know, that wasn't there and I gotta make fun out of this not having any type of thing. And then when I get home, create like a piece of artwork out of fucking that cardboard box, like a fucking Sharpie and like, you know, a Contacran or something, like yeah. something fucking, just creating something that wasn't there before, so. Hold on, I'm gonna save this really fast. That's the attraction. Just because I only got that secondary thing. What's this one? Yeah, just because I forgot to hit it ahead of time. So oh, just, I just want to make sure I save that real quick. But that's interesting. And that comes right at sort of that heyday of uh, the sort of do-it-yourself mentality. You know, the kids yeah, coming out I of like art that. and music. And, like, it was sort of right just pre-9-11 before, like, it Yeah, shit was fucking shift. cool, man. It was dope. Like, like I've, I mean, skateboarding 90s to me is, like, the best era. Before it was fucking blown out, it just started getting, like, accepted where people were like, oh, they're just some skateboard kids, they're just fucking having fun. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're getting fucked over by everybody, getting talked shit to you, people were like, going fucking riding by you, there was no internet fucking, so, like, you know, fucking Joe asshole from the beach, like, fucking flies by you, like, do a kickflip, dick, or skate, skate or die, motherfucker, like, yeah. and now, like, now they're like, oh, sick, fuck yeah, man. I'm going home to play Tony Hawk skateboarder myself, you know? Yeah. So, 90s were, like, really, like, un... Like, it was cool. There was, like, the whole, like, San Francisco and then, like, San Diego skate scene. And and, and it was really fucking awesome. And then, like, mid-90s, like, kind of, like, the morph of, like, skateboard culture and graffiti. And then, I mean, there was, like... Then that's when that, like, kind of graffiti, to me, kind of culture that was skating and all that... Kind of like started to turn into this like more like fine art stuff. It hit a crescendo, and then, right? And like, and it was really cool because that's when I saw it. And then, so then I was like, like you know, I was skating in those times, but I wasn't creating art until like ninety six, ninety seven. But I had been painting graffiti from the time I was like fucking thirteen all the way to then. I still do actively to this day. But um, the the way it like changed, and then the night like ninety nine started did the fucking you know the first art show I ever did was with. With fucking Dalek, Shepard Fairy, you, Chandu, fucking all these like big wigs with people I've been seeing in like Slap Magazine, 
you know, trans, well, what little fucking zines I find here and there, but also knowing their work from the graffiti world that they were involved with and their skateboard, like, backgrounds, Mm -hmm. which was like, wow, I'm really stoked on these people because they skate and they're also doing, there's no fucking street art back then. It's like graffiti shit. It's like bomb. (laughs) It's getting up, like, in a, you know, and that was cool to me. So that was was the first art show. And then 90, then 99, 2000, that was a whole, like, that's when they started pumping fear at all of us. So this, like, 2K shit, the computer's gonna fucking shut down. Then yeah. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. And then everything was like, cool, like, turn 21, I could drink at bars legitimately. I had an ID that said I could drink at bars legitimately. You know, I had good jobs and, like, all just creating artwork with Sean Dew, being, he's happy, and then all of a sudden this fucking shit happens. Like, my best friend fucking dies. And then, then my, my other best friend fucking decides to jump off fucking the bridge. And then, then fucking 9-11. And then, like, and they just got shittier, period. Like, yeah. Fucking more and more and more and more shittier. Two thousand and one was shit. And like it fucking sucked, man. Like I don't know. And like the only thing kind of like that the nineties and like early two thousand were like the fucking greatest years. Like so far, not saying like I don't have any good years in the future, and we don't have them collectively as sure. people or just like in as society as humans. But like a lot of people are fucking it up for us, man. That's for sure. I don't really like to like focus on that shit too much, but kind of something that you gotta always kind of there in the back of your head. But I mean. Yeah, you can't let it destroy your fucking day-to-day. I just try and do what I do. Like, I mean, you're doing your shit, being creative. As long as you're being creative, you're adding something to it. As weird as it sounds, like, you are. Like, the other people that are just, like, fucking worried about their mortgage and their fucking BMW and their fucking status and their fucking haircuts and their Ray-Ban sunglasses and, like, on my vacation to Hawaii and shit like that, those are the fucking assholes fucking it up. Like, they're just, like, the fucking... Those are the peons to me, like... People like creating and like concert creating, even if it's like, like they made a fucking, like a old school scooter out of like a soapbox. Like that's cool to me. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Rather than like fucking guy that's like, I put new rims on my fucking G-Ride, homie. Like, well, your G-Ride's a fucking 2012 Escalade. Like, how about like the guy that lives next to me with the low rider that he's been working on for the last 20 years because he can't afford to do that. Like, when it's done, he's going to be stoked, you know? Like, yeah. You, you're an asshole. There's no creative art in that. You drove it in a shop and let guys fucking bolt that shit on for you and paid a bunch of money. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. It's like people taking away from being creative and like hands-on and, you know, all that shit. I'm not into that. Fuck all that. And that's sort of what our society sort of pushes us towards is like try to get all these big things and have all these, you know, expensive items and you'll have this status. Capitalist. But then it's all going to fucking, I mean, how much like... I was watch. I watched this documentary the other day, and uh, Mark Murphy gave it. To, he he loaned it to me. And it's called Painter's Painting. That's we should about, have. I want to have you on like once every couple of weeks. It's just movie <laughs> advice oh, for shit. people. Just like oh yeah, here's I watched so many fucking movies, man. I'm addicted. We'll get to that. Though. Oh, go but, ahead. Sorry. But the, the the movie is called Painter's Painting. It's a documentary. It's about 1940s through the to the 19 early 1970s about painters. I'm I, I lost my train of thought here, but. Um, it's awesome. Watch it. I forgot what I was going to say. Like, the, it's really uh, good. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, it was, oh, it was funny. That's what it was. And and William Ruben, Ruben <clears throat> Williams, the director for Museum of Modern Art, New York, he goes to, I want to say it's Frank Stella or, or Rauschenberg, one or the other. And one of them's, or no, maybe it's not. Maybe it's Stella. Anyways, one of these artists and uh, yeah, one of great the artists and, and, white and, males from yeah, well, like York fucking badass, like like you know people that like were like you know they were going against the grain and doing shit that was like fuck, dude, I'm not gonna paint these people that look like fucking Europeans and 
you know, like rich people and shit. I'm going to make shit that just is fucking fucked up looking and it's awesome. And I don't know the correct term for that shit because I didn't go to art school. But uh, he goes to this guy and he's a short order cook. And the short order cook, he wants to be a sculptor. So he's done some sculpture. The William Rube says, how much do you make here? And he says, I make $25 a week. $25 a week, right? So Granite watches the documentary. And then they show the guy's workspace. William Rubin offers him eight weeks pay in advance to do a commission piece. We're going back to the commission shit again. Yeah. So eight weeks in advance, $25 a week. That's fucking $200. So $200 in fucking 1970 to this guy paid this guy for his fucking sculpture and his rent for like almost six months. Shit. I'm like, I was like, wow, that's pretty insane. Cause fucking, and they showed these people's workspaces back then. Like, um, in Europe, he's, he's talking about, in Europe, people are set up to paint on easels. And in New in, in America, people were set up to paint in a space. Like, so the spaces, they, they would, like, put the canvas out on the floor, paint or do whatever their sculpture was, and it was, like, a, a space. So the space was fucking enormous. And, and, like, the whole time on my mind, I'm like, I live in this fucking, I basically rent a fucking room that's big enough for my bed and a closet. And I don't own much. Yeah. And this guy in the fucking late, in the early 70s is, is that's his workspace. Like, huge. And he got paid 200 bucks. Like, <laughs> that's fucking insane. The amount of fucking money in inflation with what you're talking about, capital society. Like, yeah. how much that's changed since then. And and also, like, the, the but the documentary also talks about how back then, pre-internet and all that stuff, the artists are actually uh, so few and far between. There wasn't big, huge exhibitions. There was, like, they were... Actually, like, that's an artist. That's an artist. And when they came together, they were, like, really, like, oh, you know, like, cool. Like, like supportive of one another? Yeah, like, now it's, like, fucking, who, I don't know anybody who doesn't, like, want to be, but there's a lot of other people that have it for different, I guess, reasoning. That's status, interesting, vanity, though, because, like you know, as full-time working artists, we obviously know exactly how much of a struggle it is to survive <laughs> doing this shit, right? Uh, so, it, it's interesting as, as we get older, how, uh, you know, you think you get this... It's, it's interesting to see where the different levels of support come from. Like, I've always talked about how, like, my collector base is, like, white-collar, like, working-class people, dude. Like, like Work, people yeah. who probably make just barely more money than I do, you know, just have... They don't have a ton of expendable income. No, you know? but they're definitely fucking still supportive, and I'm sure if they... If, if, the, if the shoe is on the other foot, you know, I hate that term, you would probably do that to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a guy at the UFC. It was so it's such a weird fucking environment. It was funny. One of the guys I was with, he was like, "We might have died on the car drive over here because things seemed just really awkward at the UFC in Atlanta." If that's not a fucking awkward statement itself, right there. Shit. Yeah. Out of it, I'm not hanging out with you. There is. <laughs> there was after one of the fights. Uh, one of the guys tried to do some like push-ups or something to show that he still had energy. Uh-huh. Then the other fighter m- mimicked him and did the same exercise workout. Then one of the fighters did a cartwheel. Then the other fighter did a cartwheel. Now, mind you, this is after a nine-minute fight. Monkey see, monkey do. The one one fighter did a backflip. The other fighter did a backflip. They started doing backflips back and forth, back and forth, back. It's like a b-boy battle. They started like break dancing. Yes, dude. It the hip hop music came on. And it was came the out graffiti. Most bizarre thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so right after that, I look over, and I. Meanwhile, I ate some hash. Let me mention that, too. I ate, like, a marble-sized piece of hash. You just ate hash? Like, fucking... Yeah, because I rolled some in a joint, but it was like I had too much, and I wasn't trying to bring it back. 
on the planes. <laughs> and apparently, from what people say, like weed in Atlanta is super illegal. I didn't. I smoked really? on the street. I didn't give a shit. But apparently, and it was funny. I was uh, I coming that back shit was through. Like legal everywhere now. Coming back through the 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 airport. Uh, Rogan was like, you guys smell like weed because me and this other dude, Joey Diaz, roached like two big joints before we head to the airport. And so uh, he was like, he was concerned about going through TSA. So I ended up, I was actually, they went through the first class TSA, but they stuck me on coach. So I went through the all the, with the regular people through TSA. The regular people? Oh, because are you saying they're not the regular people? Yeah, yeah. The choice, <laughs> choice words on record. The uh, the rest of us lower fucking <laughs> us scums yeah us peasants in the peasants, back here that's what I wanted us to say peasants. peasants back here so I get up to the front of the thing and it's these two like like chubby black chicks that that both like look at each other and the one girl goes you smell that and the other one looks at her and they like giggle and like have like a little moment then look at me sign my little thing and then yeah. write me through <laughs> I was like who the fuck would care in yeah. Atlanta if They're I just smelled like a They're fucking all... blunt motherfucker smoke a tree yeah but uh Too yeah the, the fucking the experience was pretty crazy I don't know what how I brought that conversation up I went on a rant <laughs> about Atlanta and weed but the UFC was crazy do you ever watch any of the fighting the UFC? yeah I uh Periodically, but like I, there's certain ones I see. Like I'll like if I like Kevin Levin and Sherman, I'll go over there and I like inadvertently be watching them. Like, yeah. And get drawn in, but I'm more drawn into like the guys that are like more on the boxing side of things. Like where you can tell, like like they, what was the last one that uh, was it Rashad Evans and fucking John Bones Jones? Yeah, that, that was, was the, the one I was one? at. That's pretty gnarly, man. That's a pretty good fight in there. Yeah, it was I, I was totally wrong. I was like busting Kevin's balls about it. I was like. I was like, I say, ten seconds into the second, dude, and that guy's gonna be like, just cause I thought he was gonna toy with him the first round. You thought he was just, gonna fuck up John, uh, Rashad Evans? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think he's just gonna toy with him forever. I put some money on Rashad just because the odds were so good. <laughs> like, if he caught him with like a big overhand right and put him to sleep uh, somehow. Like I said, I've like a few and far between. When I watch that stuff. Yeah. The, the, the television I watch at the studio is uh. Is movies, movie, I'm totally down to come back and do movie reviews for you, dude. No, that's, it would be, we could just record, like, this week in movies, like, like what like, you should watch and what you shouldn't. Because people, like, they don't even know the amount of movies that I watch, like, no, at I all. Know. Like, it's that's, pretty fucking insane, the amount of movies that, like, well, I, I don't know if I necessarily, I definitely watch, I definitely listen to them, that's for sure. In the studio, the when you sit thing. there, when you sit there for 16 hours, like, you know, like, painting, like, in one spot, like, you're definitely, like... Like I re- I got so over music for a while because it's like I can't keep up with the amount of music that I paint to, and I don't like to be repetitive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. So I would just found out that like, oh, if I go to Swap Me, you can buy these DVDs that have like ten fucking movies on them. Like they're bad movies, but they're movies, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I just got addicted to buying these movies down there, buying movies of like you know blockbusters, or you like walk by a garage sale and you see somebody selling a DVD, and then. And then one of, like, a good friend of mine that I'm always hanging out with, uh, she has this really cool fucking I'm from the future kind of shindig here on the big flat screen called Apple TV. Not trying to plug Apple at all, but... You just uh, did. But, uh... Sponsor. It's fucking awesome. It's so <laughs> badass. Apple TV is the shit. It That's is what I hear. legit. Like, so on that, you have your instant Netflix or whatever. You can... I, the amount of films that I watch... I do not watch television. I've not seen a commercial in so long, and I think I'm a better person for it. That's great. Because, I'm like, you know, like, 
I don't leave my hood. I spend my money in the fucking hood. I don't watch commercials. So I don't think I have a need of anything. You know what I mean? Like, there's local bars in my neighborhood. I don't know. Pretty, like, self... I mean, outside of compounds of not owning a fucking computer and, like, being, you know... I have a cell phone, but I can look at my computer on that, like, email. Yeah. But um, Apple TV is the business. And the amount of films that I can watch in a day is absurd. Nice. So... And they're yeah, all bad. Let's do none that. of them I'm are serious. good. Like, none of them are good. But there's some good ones. I watch a lot of good documentaries too, which is really cool. So you could, uh, we yeah, you could come up and record like a 15 minute thing. Yeah, like <laughs> put on some cheese ball voice. Like that'd you be cool. Use your voice. I get like fucking matter. that 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 old school like a uh, you know like radio tower with the little fucking like, <laughs> yeah. bolt shooting off yeah. it and that. Dee, 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 dee. Yeah. Let me try. You, you could take it like a Roger Ebert sort of angle. Oh, we're down for that. Even though those guys got terrible taste in films. That one dude doesn't have a jaw. Speaking of taste, anymore. A jaw? Yeah, he had. He doesn't have Maybe a bottom he jaw. Maybe he was boxing at the gym that... and didn't wash his face. I don't know. He had cancer. Oh, never mind. I take a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> He's still rocking though. How do you even eat? Or what do you, what do you have? It's just the bones gone, or he's just like I, he's just like a fucking zombie looking. They should cast him in that show, fucking Walking Dead. You'll have to, yeah. You'll have to Google it. I will. Roger or Cisco and Ebert, right? Ebert's jaw. No shit. That'd Maybe be a rad name for a fucking death metal band. One of the... Ebert's jaw. That'd be fucking hard, man. There it is. All right, on that, let's... Uh, <laughs> do you want to plug your shit? Do you want to tell people where to find your shit on uh, on the interwebs? You know, oh, the Facebooks or Twitters? Do you want to put that shit out there? I don't really care. You can just try and find me. It makes it better. All right. Uh, but I do have an art show on June 8th at Jet Gallery, San Diego. It's 989 West Calmian, Little Italy, San Diego. 92102. Um... You know also doing number? a uh, no, also doing the Cartoon Network uh, show for their twentieth anniversary on um, whenever Comic Con is. I don't know the fucking day for that, uh, but that's yeah. like seventy two different artists. This summer, it's this summer, and so I'll get all the info to you that on that what later down the line. But all right, nice. All right, brother, thank you so, again for coming up. I appreciate sure. it. I drew you a fun picture, so it's look free. Fantastic. <laughs> so, all right, thanks, brother. Yeah.